Welcome to the Savvy Connection Podcast, hosted by Savvy Chic Design founder, Joanna Shero. The Savvy Connection connects you with inspirational people, as well as provides custom content on topics to help you find the resources, tools, and support that you need to be your best savvy entrepreneur you are meant to be. So buckle up. And now here is your creative host, Joanna Shero. Joanna here. How is everyone? Happy, happy morning, evening, or wherever you are. Hey guys, my name is Joanna. Welcome to our next episode here in Savvy Connection. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and just stopping by to listen to what we can provide you in terms of the value that we have. So one of the key things that I would just like to share with you all about this for this episode is how to find your dream clients. On a previous episode, we actually talked about your know, mission down and really trying to dial things down and just accepting as well the process that at first it can be hard, but until really just going through the process of identifying who you want to work with, because at the end of the day, you want to work with the dream clients that you have. Now, through the course of your business and through the course of rebuilding your business, there will really be times and we're in you might encounter some clients that can give you a headache, you know, those kind of relationships. But sometimes one of the key things that I've actually understand through the beginning of my journey is actually also how you put out there and how you handle yourself and your process through their, your clients. Because if you'll be able to, you know, just define more of what is it you're doing to your client and really set more proper expectations to them, that would be, I think, the first thing that really help you identify how to somehow land those dream clients as well, right? So when you have an online business, you have you have to double your effort on really marketing yourself, your service, finding your target client, and have to really be visible in order to for someone to actually notice you, right? There's a lot of competition out there. And it's a reality, right? Especially on the online world right now. And sometimes you are lucky enough to get like lots of clients or you look or think that it is good for your business. But the question is, are they really like the good ones, right? The 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 people who will end up valuing your services and your process that you actually provide. And working with the right clients really just makes it more fulfilling and but always the question is, how are we able to really find them? So I'm going to be giving you all at least four tips that somehow helped me in finding my amazing client. Um, it was a process and I love, there's, you know, it's, it's not that I, like through the past clients, it's not that, hey, I don't like them. It was just the experience. And looking back, it was not even the client's end. It was more on how confident I was, how much I valued myself, how much I've really um, created that uh, streamline of expectation and boundaries within that certain period of my business, right? And the more you grow, the more you enhance, the more you really be able to set more boundaries, clearer communication, and clearer expectation that makes, makes more of the relationship more seamless and that because everyone, everyone is, I appreciate everyone that have gone through the Savvy Shake design, but if there are some things that I could have improved on, on those relationships, um, I could have done better. You know, we evaluate ourselves from the, from the, from in the very beginning or 
we evaluate ourselves more importantly in this type of process, right? So number one is that know your target market. When you are creating your business, the very first thing that business coaches or people really tell you in this industry of online on entrepreneurship, I mean, is that you need to identify who are the people that you want to work with. And when you're starting out, you're trying to figure to figure that out. But since you have this month in mind and you really just have or really just thinking that, okay, I want to work with these people, then try to, to know, try to look for those people in the community, in the group where you're at, so that it can really help you more. So just like I mentioned, when I first started, I knew that I would like to work with online entrepreneurs, right? And if that's really broad. And I knew that I want to work with both male and female. It's really, there's no restriction for me. I know there's a lot of people who works more on um, female entrepreneurs. There's, you know, that stricken niche down, right? Target. And that is really just amazing. But for me, I really just love working with both male and female. And sounds as broad as it is, right? So I thought that I think I still need to figure out who among the entrepreneurs online I love to work with. So mostly of the online connections that I have are people building their online business, small businesses. And I've realized that this online entrepreneurs are in the knowledge commerce. So when I say the knowledge commerce, like the knowledge entrepreneurs is what I call it, or the knowledge commerce in terms of the industry, is that these are the people who are selling their information and expertise through an online course or through a program that can be, whether on demand or live or whatever it is, that their audience can. And these people are experts, have really strong passions in certain fields, right? So I have clients who are doctors who are teaching caregivers about how to take care of dementia. I have equine professionals who focuses more on the body works of the horse because there's a lot of sections um, that focuses on that one, right? So they are really experts in what they do and they would love to share it to other people who has the same passion as they are. And because of that demand, Here's the thing, when I decided to really know more who my target market is, I have, I've always said this one in the previous podcast or the previous episode that I have to be self-aware and really have to listen intently on what is happening in my business. Because if you're building your business, you are your CEO of your business, you are your marketer, you are your HR, you're everything, right? You are even your like market and analyst, if ever says, I think there is such a thing. Yeah, there is such a thing, <laughs> you know, you analyze all of this coming into you and then you decide whether this is then the bulk of the market that you would like to work with, right? So that the more, the more you are able to work on your target market, the more you can hone down on your marketing. That's it. Finding your tar- tar- target market will definitely help you determine the best strategy approach that will give you more clients clients that you love, right? Because that's that's the main goal that we have. And it will guide you on how you can add extra value to retain your loyal clients, because that's, that's all what we want as well. Tip number two is going to be spend time with groups and events. When COVID happened, there was a lot of Zoom calls, Zoom interactions, Zoom, a lot of Zooming in. Now a lot of people are Zooming out actually. But 
you want to find your own tribe and network, but then get outside of your bubble as well. I love online. I love looking where my target audience or target markets are hanging out, which group. And you would like to make sure that you kind of just do your research because it's really just amazing and how you can really find this. Oh my gosh, these are all the people I want to work with, right? But when you go there, of course, not right away with intention, you have the, the self-awareness that, hey, these are my potential client, but how can I be of service to them in this kind of settings, in this kind of container of community, right? So one of the things that I actually did to find my clients is to spend a lot of time in groups, right? Like I know my community isn't. So if you didn't know yet, I love um, I love getting to know and talking to different kinds of people. Actually, it is more on talking. I Yes, I do talk a lot. <laughs> Joining groups and attending events with similar interests, right? And I was really like on Facebook when I first moved into to where the town I am now, the very first thing I really said, okay, are there women in business community? Are there entrepreneurial community? Are there coaches around the, the area that I can network with? Because these are the people that that I love to interact with, right? And I was really, I was really just out and about and just happy and just happy to just show up and say, hey, I'm new to the town. Um, I would just like to ask around or where can I go to this or is this available? Because I really think that it's a, it's really nice to be able to do that one. I know some of you might be introverts. Um, I think I'm more of an introvert extrovert. Um, it depends on scenarios, as I, I, I call it, or I explain it as well. But putting yourself out there is very important in order for you to grow your business. And in line with that is that to really create a network. I mean, I could say that creating a network, like, for example, the Chamber of Commerce, the Women in Business, the local networking area is such a good tools that help me find my dream clients. Um, these are like businesses, right, who try to work online as well. And trying and creating a network, not just online, really helps a lot. It's just that personal interaction that we all long for as well. Um, because, so going back, the women in business in Georgetown, um, yeah, this is one of the community that I, I saw online and Facebook that is visible in this group, I signed up the very first day, not knowing anyone and just, Hey, I just, I'm just new to the community. I just want to see how this is all about. And I just started to get involved and I was nominated a board of director for chamber of commerce of Georgetown in Kentucky. So I am currently sitting a board member. It will be until this year. And it's just nice to be able to be recognized through what we do. So shout out to the Chamber of Commerce in Georgetown. Thank you so much for the opportunity to actually be part of the amazing community as well. And tip number four is actually really screening. Screening in a way for me is one key that I did for myself consciously. So in my website, if you actually check it out right now, it's up front. My best way to screen people is through my pricing. I've gone through the process of hopping on a call, learning all about their business. And right away when I say, when they say like, Hey, so how much your business, this value is X, Y, and Z. And Oh, I don't, I can't afford you right now. Now, majority of the people that hop on my call right now are self-aware on the prices that I am working with. So I had to right away 
specify the things that I offer and also put a disclaimer that prices there can change varying on what we finally agree on depending on the functionality that we have. It is a personal choice that I did. A lot of designers prefer um, quoting it and really you know, doing it. I still do a formal proposal. So when you land on my website, SavvyShakeDesign.com slash contact, wherein you can actually book me, my calendar is there. And part of my questionnaire actually answer, should you decide, should we, I think it said, I don't have it right in front of me, but it basically says like, should you decide to work with me? Have you actually checked out the prices that I've indicated in my service page? It is more direct and upfront. Number one, I don't want to waste your time and I don't want to waste my time. Time is the most valuable thing that both of us can take away. So we want to make sure that what you're looking for is something that I can do within the price range of an exchange of service that I will also implement. So I hope that actually makes sense. So I was very upfront in indicating my pricing, the things that I do, what I can deliver and have accomplished as well. And with this, I know which people would really understand and value my work. Um, so if they push through and want to work with me, usually as well as that, they will book a call. That is most of the feedback that, you know, I've, I've always gotten from people that I've worked with. They've seen what basically the price point that I have. And remember the first impression usually lasts, but make sure to create the correct impression to give your dream client as well the, the right expectation, right? So that's mostly the key things. I think that in order for you to find your dream client as well, that you need to be the dream service provider, right? It goes, um, it goes hand in hand and it always a constant work improvement for me every time, you know, I'm not perfect. It's a business that I've never had an experience of nor have any background. So everything I've done in terms of the process, in terms of what I put out there, in terms of building my team, um, in terms of really just building all the elements that composes Savvy Chic Design and Savvy Template Shop are things that I had to learn on my own and research and really just implement and then tweak as I go and improve as I go. And in really in the hopes and really in the end goal is to be able to work with amazing entrepreneurs like you who value the things that we create because I always say that even in my team, I said, your success is my success and my success is your success. It goes both ways somehow is what I really, really believe in. So there you go, Savvies. That's how um, for me is finding your dream client and working with them makes more worthwhile because they understand and value your business process. At the same time, you know that they are the ones that you and your business truly love to serve with quality. Yes. All right. So guys, thank you so much as well. And yes, it is a long process, but when you, you know, when you kind of figure out which work for you at the end of the day, you find your dream client and they will also find you. So it's such a win-win um, situation as well. So thank you so much for tuning in for this episode. I hope you like this one. Please do let me know and feel free to reach out on my Instagram or any of my social media platform that I am available. I'd love to chat with you and just, you know, send in a conversation as well. And it is actually today is 
coming soon for June 1 and um, June 1, 2021. Um, if you are listening to this prior to that date, I do have an upcoming challenge, which is the Mood Board Creation Challenge. That's going to be on June 1 to June 3, 2021. It's going to be inside my community, which is called the Canvas Savvies. I, got, I am going to be teaching you all the basic reasoning on why you should have a mood board for your business to create the consistency of visuals that you are creating as well. All right, I'll chat to you soon on our next episode. Thank you. for listening today. If you love this show, please share it with your friends. Want to learn more about Joanna Shero? Check out SavvyChicDesign.com. That is SavvyChicDesign.com for all graphics, website, and creative needs. Want to be part of a free community of like-minded savvy entrepreneurs? Join Visual Savvies on Facebook. Until next time, and always remember never stop visualizing your dreams.